to What We Like. We're your hosts, Cindy and Sonia. Join us each week as we discuss the world of adulting with some ratchet recap and buzz sessions. And be petty, because I have a petty spirit, so if my petty spirit is live, it will. I live my life unapologetically. I do. Hey, Cindy. Hey, Sonia. How are you? I'm good. Are you? I am good. I'm good. Fair to medium. Okay, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, the weekend wasn't long enough to me. Well, the weekend is never long enough for me. No matter what happens, I could have a three-day weekend and it's still not long enough. I know, I know. I need to hit the lottery. I really do. (laughs) I might need to start playing, though, in order to hit, though. (laughs) Well, that's true. You got to play to win. I don't play unless it's like this huge, obnoxious number that I may play. Other than that, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I, I I don't like to waste my money. <laughs> I know. I don't. I don't play. Okay, so let's jump into card chatter, and I want to know what you think about the controversy with Jay Z teaming up with the NFL. Wow. Okay. <laughs> well, you know, I, I I'm kind of indifferent. Like I I feel like. I, I like Jay-Z. Um, and so, and I like what he, especially over the last few years, have been trying to do for the community. Um, but I feel like whether his heart was in the right place or not, this could give the wrong optics. Like it could feel like Okay, well, everything is squashed now between the NFL and black folks because we got Jay-Z at the table and see Jay-Z's gonna, you know, do the halftime shows and he's gonna do this. So now y'all can stop, you know, protesting and all of you who stop watching, you can start watching again because all is well now. Jay-Z's gonna handle, you know, the black folks stuff. Or the injustice stuff, you know, when I don't know if if him being the social media or whatever he's supposed to be doing, if that's going to be enough, like, you know, so I'm not saying he did it for a wrong reason. And who knows how that's going to turn out? Maybe it will turn out that he can you know, take us to the next level because I feel like the kneeling and the protesting got us to one point and now, you know, he, uh, Colin Kaepernick is giving the baton to Jay-Z and maybe he can take us to the next, you know, turn or whatever. But I just feel like it just looks bad to me. Okay. Um, I think uh, people were saying that it's a betrayal or maybe slap in the face of Colin Kaepernick. And uh, 
it it goes against what he was trying to do. And I think in the press conference they had, Jay-Z said, well, no. He said the the kneeling and, and the protest brought awareness. But at some point, you got to take the next step and actually put some action behind that. You actually have to do something. And then there was also criticism about the fact that, well, Colin still doesn't have a job. So why are you working with the NFL? And JC's response to that was the protest was not about Kaepernick having a job. It was about bringing awareness to social injustice. It was about police brutality. And that has been done. So now we need to take it a step further. So it was a lot of going back and forth and people, a lot of people bashing Jay-Z for his decision to work with the NFL. And I'm not really, I don't really follow Jay-Z like that. Uh, Cause you know, I don't really do the whole rap thing. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm not a fan in that respect, but I do hear a lot of people say that Jay-Z has always, or like you said, especially within the last few years, been conscious of the community and his people and trying to do what he can and bring awareness and things of that nature. So give him the benefit of the doubt and let's see what he's going to do. Yeah. And again, I I go back and forth with it because, I mean, I guess in one aspect it's, do we blame Jay-Z for working with the NFL? I don't blame Jay-Z for working with the NFL because it's, it's, it's a huge, huge, huge thing. It appears that Colin may still want to play in the NFL because he posted a video a few weeks ago or maybe a week or two ago that he's still working out. And some people thought, okay, so he still wants to work in the NFL. He worked with, uh, had this huge deal with Nike and Nike is connected to the NFL. Right. And the NFL is majority us. So it's it's like, okay, how do you decide who to bash or who to judge for doing what they do? Right. I right. don't know. Yeah. I, I I heard that he was trying to buy a team or buy, a, you know, be partial owner of a team or something, Colin. It did, it did come out that he is going to have an interest in a team, ownership interest in a team, not sure which team it is. But then uh, two things I saw, I think it was today. One, I think it was a post from, and I didn't have on my reader, so I don't know if it was from <laughs> Campbell. Uncle, I think that's who it was from. And basically said, hey, Jay-Z never steered us wrong, so let's not prejudge, more or less. Give him the benefit of the doubt. Let's see what he's going to do. Then I saw another post. I don't remember who who did the post, but whoever it was, it said, hey, I just spoke to Jermaine Dupree, and he said that last year when he was considering working with the NFL, he got a call from JC and said, hey, you really need to think about that. So people feel like he is said one thing last year and now he's saying something else and maybe he's saying something else because now it benefits him. Well, yeah. Well, because he did the he turned down the halftime show that last year or February or whatever. He turned down the halftime show and so people are like, okay, well just, you know, 6 months ago 
you were turning down the halftime show and now you sitting at the table, you know, with them. And so, and, and if he was, if his role was going to be different, I might would feel like, okay, well, he's going to be able to get in there and make some change. But just from what I heard from the press conference and, and, and just the parts that I heard of the press conference, it seems like he's going to be like helping with choosing what kind of shows and and where money goes to nonprofits that the players, um, you know, feel like this is a cause that they want to represent or, you know, the halftime show. I, I just don't know that that's going to be enough, you know, like. What? How is yeah, what I, music I you play? It, you know, gonna gonna what? What music the NFL has is gonna change black men getting killed in the streets by police? Like I, I don't. But you know, it goes it goes both ways because the same is being said by Colin kneeling. What did that do? Like there's, and I don't know that any of this is going to be enough or that any of this is going to change anything. And I think initially everybody can be in an uproar and be upset about it, but most people watch. I mean, people protested for a minute, but then a lot of people came back and they started watching. Yep. Yep. Because I'm going to say it because we, we won't, we won't make ourselves uncomfortable. Like, we just won't. We're used to being, and I'm saying present company, me too. We're used to being comfortable. If I want to watch this on TV, I'm going to watch it. If I want to eat this food, I'm going to eat it. And so we don't like to do things that would push us out of our comfort zone. And so we can stop watching for a little while, but... You know. And I don't even think that that's going to be the biggest impact. I think that the biggest impact would be if the players, this majority black league, if the players had come together and say, no, we're not going out. Right. But I think, that is an impact. Right. But I think if, because not only are a lot of the the majority of the players black, a lot of black folks watch um, football. And so if you start hitting them in their pockets, it changes people's minds. And so although, yeah, it would be great if the players, they, they, they're probably not going to do that because they have to feed their families and that kind of thing. But if we stop watching and stop going to the games, and we did that as a collective, that would change a lot of things because they're not filling those seats. No matter if those players out there or not, they're not filling those seats. That would change a lot. Money changes a lot of stuff. You take you take money away. The, 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 the boycott went back in the day when they did the Rosa Parks boycott or whatever. It was all about money. They needed those black people's money. You know, and they so, need them to play. And the owners need the players to play. And yeah, that's true. we would have to boycott a long time to make a change. 
But oh, we we we, those we, we players, would you we would but the, the, but those players would only have to sit out maybe a Sunday or two a couple Sundays and that's going to bring some attention and that's going to make some people have some conversations because they're not going to have that they cannot carry on the league without us yeah. so they can make a huge impact if they set out one Sunday. Right. But what are the odds that you're going to get enough black players? Because, again, it's not going to happen. Right. It's not going to happen. And that's why I don't, you know, and, and that's why. But because that doesn't happen, that's why I don't blame the people that are watching. If you're going to go out there and play for these people that say they do this to you, I'll watch you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, either way, we, you know, we give in. We give it the players, the watchers, you know, and it's all because we we're not gonna be uncomfortable. Like we wanna watch it. I hear so many people saying, I wanna watch it. So, you know, we're gonna watch it. We're gonna they'll give up for a little while. I know somebody who gave up um almost the entire season, but you know, <laughs> eventually he caved, you know, that and I mean it is what it is, I guess, you know, so I, I, if Colin wants to play, which would be, I don't know how I would, what I would think about that. If he wanted to play though, after the, they treated him like they did, that would leave a question mark for me. It wouldn't take away from him kneeling or whatever but it would leave a question mark like you want to go back after they treated you like shit for you know week i mean seasons now you want to go back yeah, and, play and a lot these, of times you know. it's hard to know because he doesn't talk a lot but he did post a video and said still training and he listed the number of days it's been since he played and and a lot of people took that to mean that he still wanted to play or that he's still open but nobody wants to nobody is is inviting him in to try out to look at him or anything like that doesn't seem like that's going to happen right and the whole thing with uh Jay-Z uh, you know do what you do <laughs> yeah i mean it's a done deal now so not sure what what it is i would like to think that his heart was in the right place just because i really like jay-z and again i really love what he um does for the community but you know i give him the benefit of the doubt just because of that i think that maybe he feels like he can genuinely make a change or impact or do something or bring some additional awareness or put some money in places that it should be in but time will tell and we'll see right right time will will definitely tell hopefully we'll see some change That will wrap it up for Ratchet Recap. We are going to go into this week's topic, and it is, if a woman is not sexually attracted to a man, will he ever get the best of her? You know, right off the bat, my first thought is, you know, probably not, because I feel like I need to, sex for me is a a good part, not the only part, but a good part of a relationship for me. And so if I'm not sexually attracted to you, 
I don't I don't even know that we could how we would have gotten together, but maybe you fell off during a relationship or something. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm not sexually attracted to you, I don't know how we would get together in the first place. Like if I met you or whatever and I saw you and I wasn't like, oh, okay, I could see us hooking up or whatever, physically and, you know, mentally or whatever, then I don't think I would be with somebody that I wasn't sexually attracted to. And that doesn't mean that they have to be a superstar, you know, like have a superstar look or, you know, anything like that. It's just what I No, just your personal preference, what attracts you. Right. I think that when I think about a situation like that and whether or not you're sexually attracted, because like you said, you would have to have that in order to get into the relationship with the person. Right. I, I think that there are instances where people are friends for a uh-huh. long time. Right. And that friendship may flow into a relationship. And then before you know it, you're together. And then you look up and it's like, well, I'm really not sexually attracted to him. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, what happens with that? Yeah, that would be a tough one for me because I'm not able to um, hide feelings that like feelings like that. So it would be hard for me, you know. And so what do you do? You're not sexually attracted to this person. So now you just basically have a roommate or a really good friend or you having sex with somebody that you're really not attracted to. So now, do you enjoy sex? He's having a really good time and you just there for the ride, you know, waiting for it to be done. I don't, I just see that that would probably be a, a situation where it's just waiting to fail. Like, if, if, yeah. not for me, for me. I can, I can understand it because I think... The, and the the question is, if a woman is not sexually attracted to you, will you ever get the best of her? And then it made me wonder, what do we mean by will you get the best of her? So then I'm thinking about that and I say, okay, well, if she's not sexually attracted to you, then one, well, I guess you're not going to get any sex from her. But right. if you do, <laughs> it's not going to be something that she enjoys and then i think that that can ultimately flow into different parts of the relationship then maybe she's not doing things in the relationship that she would normally do for someone that she is more attracted to because i think that the bedroom ultimately ultimately flows through the other areas of the relationship absolutely absolutely if it's not good here then something over here may suffer. Like if we're having problems in the bedroom, then we might have problems communicating or I might end up resenting you or you may feel that I'm not or that something is missing in the relationship and then you might end up resenting me. Right. So thinking about it in those different aspects, I think that it would be difficult to be in a relationship with someone, male or female, that you're not 
sexually attracted to. Right. And then I say that and it made me think about something else. What if sex is not that important to you? Hmm. Well, then I guess if I'm somebody whose sex is not that important, then, yeah, I would be able to, you know, the, the time... I feel like both of us would have to feel that way, though. Like, you know, because if I wasn't sexually attracted, but I didn't care that much about sex, but he did, that still could lead to, you know, a problem. So um, I feel like you both have to kind of be, like, indifferent about sex. Like, eh, I could do with it or without yeah, it. Yeah, kind of be on the same page. Yeah. I saw a a question on a podcast today and I think I listened to a, a few minutes of it and it was do you feel like your your sex drive need to match that of your partner and if it doesn't could that lead to problems in the relationship I I would say yes um I was listening to I believe it was the breakfast club or something. And a guy called in and said he had been with his wife for 12 years, but eight of those years, you know, she's been sporadic with sex or whatever. And she's just not really into it. And, you know, she only does certain things on like, uh, his birthday, like once a year. And, you know, and he was saying he has cheated on her and she left and now he's considering trying to get her back but he feels like because of the sex and how he feels about sex which he feels like it's really important and how she feels about sex like I don't have to have it you know it's like something you do on holidays or whatever then he's going to wind up cheating again and so that made me think yeah you both have to be or should be on the same, you know, path or whatever. Because if not, somebody's going to feel neglected or somebody's going to feel like, oh, I need to go out and get it from somewhere, which I don't condone that. Talk to your partner first or whatever. But, you know, and then if you can't work it out, then maybe you need to go your separate ways if sex is that important to you. But yeah, I think yeah. that that was an extreme circum circumstance because he and I heard that and he was more or less for her. It was birthday, Christmas, you know, yeah. <laughs> special occasion type thing. And so that's extreme. But yeah. if it was more of a you're in a relationship with someone and you may be a once or twice a week person where they may be every other day. Yeah. I feel like in those situations, that's like, or should be like an easy compromise. Right. Let's just, you know, make it work. Because sometimes work and family and other obligations will take over. And then it's like, okay, you have to like make a conscious decision to have your alone time. When right. you have a lot of outside forces or, or different times, things could be going on that could pull you away. And right. I just think that sometimes you just have that to make that conscious decision. Okay, well, we haven't been together in a few days. Like, we need to reconnect. 
Right. But that guy that called into the Breakfast Club, I'm like, he sh- probably should not try to reconcile with his right. wife. Because yeah, he should leave that alone. She caught him texting or having inappropriate conversations or communications with someone on more than one occasion and with multiple people. Right. So it's not like he had one ongoing relationship. Like he was dealing with multiple people and she caught him multiple times. Right. Doesn't seem like that relationship was one that, that he could probably recover from. And not only that, it's also seemed like something was missing because if you're together for 12, but you're complaining about the sex for the last eight years, Right. Is that when she first caught you cheating or so it was like, okay, he had some other issues going on. Yeah. Yeah. And who knows why she didn't want to do it. Um, Maybe it could be that she caught you cheating and that just made her uncomfortable having sex with you. You know, sometimes you mentally can't come back from that. You know, it's hard. Right. To see, because you see that person with somebody else, you know, so yeah, I, I just feel like you have to be on the same sheet of music. And like you said, sometimes, you know, one person may want it three or four times a week. Another person this week will say, uh, you know, I'm good with two, but maybe there's a compromise. Maybe sometimes you wind up, you know, doing it a and you're not really feeling it, but you know, once you get there, you're like, okay, well, <laughs> I'm here, you know. Yeah, so. one, once you get there, it's all good. And I think that that comes with the compromise. Like, you may not always be in the mood, but a lot of people are probably not on the same sexual level right. or not on that same level all the time. So, there obviously will be times when one person is ready and another person is not. I think that you have to. Be conscious of that. And you may not feel like it, but I think once you get there, right? once you knock on the door and the door is open, you'll be glad you you invited him in. Right, (laughs) right. You're like, okay, well, come on in, you know. I thought I was tired, but I'm not that tired. Right, right. I mean, and, and that's been my experience. Like, even when I'm like, oh, let's, you know. Go ahead and get that over with. Then you're like, okay, well, we here. Let's, <laughs> let's party, you know? <laughs> yes, same yeah. here. I believe that also it 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 is, I think that if sex is, is important or if it's a big part of your relationship or you want it to be a big part of your relationship, then... Yeah, I feel like you would have to be sexually attracted to your mate because if not, I th- and even if it's not conscious, I think that they would not get the best of you. Right. Not and not saying that it's something that you're intentionally doing or or that you're being spiteful about something. I think that a lot of times it really can be subconscious behavior. Right. Because you're right. missing out on something. Right. Right. And and that's what I feel. I feel like it wouldn't be something that you would be setting out to do. You know, it would just be a, a point of mentally in your mind, you know that you're not attracted to this person. So it's hard to be your best self and give them your all 
especially if sex is important to you, you know, or to right. your relationship. So, yeah, I feel like it, it, it would be hard to get my best if I'm not physically or sexually attracted to you. Then for me, that would put you as a male buddy. You know, we, we I would do the same with them as I would do with you. Like, it would be a male buddy. If I'm not attracted to you, then that's what it is. We don't have sex. We hang out. We have a great time. But if I'm not attracted, I can't even... So that's not a relationship that you're going to be in. No. Because if I'm not attracted okay. to you, I can't... I can't even fake it. Like, just, you know... Go ahead and invite them in and then be like, oh, okay, well, I'm here. I can't even do that. Like, I can't even get to, I can't even invite you in. Like, you got to stand at the okay. door. <laughs> you know, that's... So I think that, that we can wrap that one up and we both agree that, yes, we do need to be sexually attracted to you guys in order for you to get the best of us. Right. We need it. so let's go ahead and jump into this week's ratchet recap and we can start with the basketball wise and jennifer talking about tammy and malaysia we'll see and you know what i did you see listen to tammy's rap that i sent you i did i you know what tammy Tim, it was it was pretty <laughs> yeah it was but <laughs> here's my thing though I don't know you know how I feel about older and, and Tammy's my age or she might be a little bit younger but you know how I feel about older people like starting their rap career or whatever like I feel like she trying to like branch into something else and I would just stick to yeah, movies but... and that kind of stuff. Like I know she was doing that for Jennifer or whatever, um, right? But I so feel what did like you think about that. I thought that was um she went in, she she went in, and I'm a fan of Jennifer's. So well, the thing is, I I thought it was, and she did go in. I thought it was a little harsh because it she did that before the episode came out. Then obviously once the episode came out, I understand why she did it. Because mm-hmm. Jennifer was being messy. She commented on the fact that Tammy was trying to return some clothes that she had worn and said her pussy juice was in the clothes, which was a little crass, but right. uh, also said that they didn't want to take the clothes back. Tammy needed to pay for the clothes and her car declined. Like, okay. Did right. you really think Tammy was going to take that one sitting down? Right. <laughs> Did you really not think she was going to come back at you for that? Like, come on. Right. Now, my only thing is, and I know it's set up for television or whatever, but when somebody says something to about one of them, like Jennifer was being clearly being messy when she told all that to Evelyn and, um, was Kristen. That was being messy. But let's be clear. Tammy has really been messy in the past. She has been messy. So when... when oh, it, they all have. Right. And so they hate it when it happens to them. 
you know, they hate that when it happens to them. And so the person is nasty and vile and they want to say all this stuff. But you just did it like two episodes ago. So, you know. But it's 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 like a back and forth. Jennifer said it about Tammy, which was way back when, whenever they recorded the season. Tammy didn't know anything about it until she got the episode and watched it. And that's when she released her little wannabe rap thing. But it's like, you got to expect it. Because in that instance, Jennifer started it with Tammy. Right. Like, they right. obviously don't like each other. But there was no, they, nobody, they were not going back and forth with one another until Jennifer said that. Yeah. Yeah. I. And so, like, you, you can't put that out there and then, you know, run back and like, okay, why are you bothering me? Why are you doing that? I didn't say anything. Well, you did. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Jennifer's messy. They all act really me- like. Okay. So what about when. Jackie brought up what Jennifer supposedly said about Malaysia. Yeah, something about her kids or something, or was that was that the the part? Because I yeah. kind of dipped in and out of the episode. I gotta rewatch it. Um, so Jennifer, I mean Jackie says that uh, Jennifer said something about Malaysia's kids. Jackie said Jennifer talked about Malaysia's kids, about Malaysia getting put out of her home in LA and that's why she moved to Atlanta. (laughs) Supposedly, Jennifer told her friend Dominique, Dominique was telling people and this random guy who seems to be a fan because he like fanned out when he realized that Evelyn was on the phone with him. He said that he got it from Dominique but it originated from Jennifer. And the thing is, when it came up and Jackie brought it to Jennifer, Jennifer said, no, I didn't say anything. So it's almost like, I think what they're trying to do now is they're trying to make it seem like Jackie is being messy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And and, so I don't, I don't know about this one because there hasn't up to this point been anything showing Jennifer saying this stuff about Malaysia. So on that one, I give Jennifer the benefit of the doubt because she said, no, I didn't do it. Although she has been known to lie before, but I didn't see any video. Now the part where she said the stuff about Tammy, she obviously said that stuff. So she has to own that. Right. But I didn't see any video where she was talking about Malaysia. It was just the, this guy that Jackie brought up. And and see to me like they like even Evelyn said well you know when she, before they called him like well do we know who this guy is like who who's the random guy and can't what's his credentials like can you believe him like he just and randomly when he said realized, this, you know but when he realized it was Jackie it was Evelyn on the phone then Evelyn also said oh this guy is a fan. So I'm not sure how, you know, how credible he is. Right. Because he obviously fanned out when he realized it was her. Right. And that would be believable that a fan would get in the midst of it, knowing that all you have to do is say, this person told me something and one of them would run with it, you know. 
So yeah, that would be so. Totally it'll be believable. interesting to see how that is going to play out. I think that's how it went off with uh, Jackie and Malaysia starting to get into it. So I think this this week's episode should be interesting. Yeah, and and, and before we go, I really like the fact that Jackie was being like almost like the voice of reason in some of the, you know, in some up of the episodes. Yeah, up to this point. She was either being the voice of reason or she was just staying out of stuff and kind of being neutral, you know. She and, got caught up though. Yeah, and I was hoping that she would make the whole season like that, you know, because you used to seeing her turn up and be crazy and going off and all that. And and it was good to see her act her age, per se. And now, you know, here we are back to the old Jackie. Oh, and one last question I have for you. Doesn't Jackie's apartment, what happened to the bigger house that she was living in? And now it looks like she's living in like a regular apartment. Yeah, like, I don't know if they they moved because her husband got a job out of town and they downsize or the sun left i don't know i don't know the story behind that i think she had said something at one point but i i didn't i wasn't really tuned into that yeah i was like i just saw that and i've been meaning to ask like did i miss an episode where they talk and a lot of times they're not living in their their true homes yeah some of the other ones yeah but not yeah so let's let's pop into uh potomac Okay, okay. And the trip to the Cayman Islands. See, I just was about to watch that. So I didn't see Okay, but we'll whole... do that next week. Yeah, because I, I, um, I missed that. And, and I really want to see uh, Katie and... It's a good one. Okay, yeah. Because here, what are your feelings on Katie before we go? Like, what are your feelings on her? She's back crazy. Okay. I thought so. Yeah. But I I, I say that because she's she she is acting a little cuckoo, but it it was it was they said in that episode that she had been going through some things and uh unfortunately she is fighting for custody of her kids. Right. Um so and, and, and I was wondering, okay, why would you guys say that? But then one of the ladies said that she posted it on social media. Oh, so I guess okay. if, if you post it on social media, then it's fair game for the right. show. Because I, because did I, see I was that thinking, part. why do that? Right. I saw that So they that did part. say that she, she posted it on social media. So they kind of talked about it a little bit, but yeah, she apparently is going through a lot or okay. at, at that time. I don't know what state she's in now, but at, at that time she was going through a lot. Yeah. And, uh, with Potomac and Ashley, the thing that I wanted to say about Ashley trying to connect with her dad, I I get the whole TV thing, yada, yada, yada. But I feel like if you are truly trying to reconnect with your dad and he really not feeling you and it seems to be a, a private person, why are you showing up? Right, with a with, camera crew. <laughs> with a camera crew. 
And right. also, at some point, they, they turned the camera off and said, due to Georgia law, they can't be on somebody's property. But obviously, he see what's going on. He know right. that you're out there with probably 100 people. Right. So it's like, I would have felt better or received that better had she done that off camera and then maybe talked about it. And, and like, that was my you thought. Got, that was my thought. Yeah. Too. Yeah, I I felt like if he already is feeling some kind of way about you, he's really going to feel some kind of way about you because the the you come with a camera crew to to meet him and he's already feeling some kind of way. If you had went with maybe you, your mom, and your aunt and uncle well, no, standing, not even you know, not even mom. You know, maybe there's blab bad blood between he and mom yeah even if your mom made the trip with you she didn't need to go with you to the house yeah maybe that should have been you and your aunt and maybe aunt's husband and just leave it at that and then tell us about it tell us about it after the fact i mean i almost i wasn't saying that how he did it but she pretty much described how anybody would be who wouldn't want something so personal on TV. Like he opened the door, saw it was her and then kind of closed the door. You know, like if I didn't want my something so personal, that's how I would react. Even if I wanted to get to know you now is not when I'm going to get to know you when you have a camera crew and all these people like, I, he probably has, if he doesn't have a job, he at least has friends and family and other children. Like, who knows what all of his people know? You know, so uh, I, the last place I want them to find out about this is on TV, you know. So she, I, that that felt a little like TV-ish for me. Like, that just seemed like... Yeah, and I just felt like... If she was truly trying to reconnect with her dad, then she should have done that. And then if she chose to talk about it, then talk about it. But don't take us through that. Because it just, to, to me, it just, it didn't look real. It didn't look authentic. And you recovered from it really well. Right. <laughs> On the spot. Right. Like, yeah. I, for a minute, I was like, is this even real? Like, did she go to her dad's house? Because for me... That is not something that I would want on camera. I just wouldn't. Like not at all. If you know, once I got inside, if he was receptive and he would let me take pictures or something, not for TV, but for me, just in case he never wanted to see me again or whatever, if he would allow me to do that for me, um, then that would be one thing. But I don't know that something so personal, like she's 30 years old and never had a relationship with him. I don't know if I would want that. And and then I started to feel like maybe this is why he rejected you on Facebook is because he knows who you are and he knows that, you know, you're on TV. He just not want a part of that. And he didn't know if you could separate the two, which... If this is true that you went to your you're not long last <laughs> yeah you went to your long lost dad's house with a camera crew 
you know, then I'm not saying he's right. I'm just saying for somebody who did. Well, that's not the ideal way to ingratiate yourself into his life. No, not at all. (laughs) Not at all. Because I know I wouldn't. If I had a long lost child, I wouldn't want to see him on camera. Like I just, that would just be too impersonal. All these random people in our moment, you know, like I, uh uh-uh. I feel like when I see people meeting up for the first time, like at airports and stuff like that, when they show those videos, I feel like, oh my gosh, I'm looking into somebody's personal business. Like that should be a personal moment for the two of you. Now, after she want to, you know, come out about it, but it just seems like something like that is so personal. And I don't know that I could have walked away from him slamming the door in my face and then I'd have been like, okay, want to go get Continue some Continue with the recording. You know, right. Yeah. Like, they would have Didn't to... Didn't seem sh- real. Yeah, they would have to shut that that whole party down. That, yeah, we... Um, lights out for right. me. Yeah, so... But Okay. So, I think that is going to wrap it up for this week's episode. And we will talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye. follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at What We Like. Make sure that you guys are doing what you like this week. Because we'll definitely be doing what we like. Bye. Bye.